everybody knows by now that I'm on an app called Bego, and I am the internet king, but now I'm the Bego king because my billboards are everywhere. Here's my billboard damage blue. I don't know if you saw it, but this is my billboard. You know, I'm out here in these Bego streets. You look very pretty, Jason. It's a pretty picture of you. That's right. And I love it on Fairfax, where it's supposed to be. Listen, Wasn't Kylie always in that spot, though? Listen, Kylie Jenner, move over. You and your lips ain't got nothing on me. But I'll tell you something that I don't have anything on, and that's this content creator on the app Beagle named JB's. You may know her as um, she's a transgender girl who's the daughter of Angela Stanton, the conservative Republican who was pardoned by Donald Trump. They were just this past week on Dr. Phil where they got into it. She's on the show. And Damage Blue, this is like an important topic right now. You know, we've been talking about Zaya Wade, Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade supporting their daughter's transition, but this is not everybody's experience. And JB's here to talk about hers. I love that we're doing this because a lot of times we talk about the trans community. So it's amazing that we actually have a trans person who can advocate and speak for themselves on this topic. Absolutely. And I'm still learning about the nuances of everything. So I think it's going to be a great experience for everybody like me to learn how to, you know, navigate through these avenues respectfully, respect all people. Yeah. But you know, but but that's why I think damage. That's why I've always said you're an important part of the show because there go Beagle. (laughs) Really, Jason? (laughs) Hold on. Sorry. No, but that is why damage. You're an important part of the show. And and to me and the Hollywood Unlock family, because you represent a part of the world and our community that just hasn't been able to fully embrace or get or even understand the trans move, movement and the LGBTQ plus uh, community. So I, I love that you're, you embrace it and that, you know, you tolerate me and all my gayness. But I think <laughs> is definitely, you know, she's a representation of what a lot of black trans girls are going through and a lot of black people in the gay community are going through so i'm excited to introduce her to the show right now as most of you know i've been on Bigo and i met somebody there who's been in the news recently we just saw this past week her episode air on dr phil with her mother angela stanton everybody knows who she is uh but i want you to meet jb's what's up jb's hey how are you guys what is going on honey Hello. Now, as most of you know, we've been talking a lot here at Hollywood Unlock about, you know, things happening in the LGBT and trans community. But, you know, on Bigo, there's a lot happening. And although there's a lot of mess, there's some real stories that come through. And JB's, you and I had a conversation on the episode with Tamar um, uh, Braxton, Mother and Supa, where we have the show called Bigo Unlocked. And you came out of nowhere and we started to talk about what was unraveling in your personal life. And it was a real touching um, conversation. I want to show everybody a little clip of what we talked about on Bigo. Um, my whole purpose in going on Dr. Phil, it wasn't not necessarily just a bigger audience. It was a different audience. So when I go live every day, I'm going live to my people, people like mm-hmm. me, like gay, trans, black, a subculture. I'm going live mm-hmm. to my people. Me going on that show, <laughs> A show like Dr. Phil, their demographic is families, like white families. All right. And so you talked about why you did that. Um, Talk about the experience of Dr. Phil and and again, why you chose to open up such a very personal part of your life. Okay. So firstly, um, with my mom being a public figure, it was never that kind of closed off. Um, everybody always did kind of like clock it in a way where Angela would be in the shade room comments saying all type of transphobic stuff. And they would be like, well, don't she got like a trans daughters, but JB's and they would like at her and a bunch of stuff. They would at me and a bunch of stuff that she would say. And I would see like the ignorant stuff she was saying. Um, me and Angela's relationship has really been tumultuous and crazy since I was like 13. So to a certain extent, I kind of felt like me and her were past reconciliation. There was nothing that a old white man that I talked to for 40 minutes could change off of like 10 years worth of trauma. So I never thought Dr. Phil was going to change anything. But what my hope was, was that I could be representation for other people like me, you know, going through the same shit with their parents, young and in the household, like they would just kind of feel that they're not alone and like it's somebody else out here dealing with the same shit they are. And I didn't want to go on there and try to act a ass or make a moment. And I kind of feel like I achieved that. So you're 19 years old, which is young as hell. I love the fact that you've built such a really good platform on Bigo. You have a huge following. You're making great money. Um, you're 19 years old. You were born JV and Stanton um, and you were born male and are transitioning into female. By the way, you're very beautiful. 
Um, yes, and so thank you. You, you, at what age did you know that you were a woman? I knew I was a woman <laughs> when I was like 13 years old and like all the other, like I, I always had a strong sense of self my entire life. I knew when I was younger, I was just not like everybody else. I was always the main character. Like all the other boys wanted to play football, smoke weed and be with the bitch. I'm sorry, can I cuss on here? Yes, absolutely. Okay, everybody else wanted to be like, you know, playing football, smoking and be with the bitches. And that was just not for me. Like I was never a fan. I always thought women were beautiful, but I never was sexually attracted to them. So I think the first thing that came along was my self-acknowledgement of the fact that I was not attracted to women. And then once I kind of acknowledged that fact, okay, I don't like girls and I got more into fashion and I got more into makeup and I started to kind of delve into more feminine things. I kind of noticed like, I really, wait, this is kind of sickening. Like, makeup is fab, hair is fab. And then I started kind of getting in drags and playing with it. I was doing my own makeup. I was doing my own hair. That's how I built a lot of my following was doing makeup and hair, like on live, doing tutorials and stuff. And overall, I started to go out on it and I started to feel more and more comfortable. And I was just like, this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. It was so- like trying on a bunch of shoes and you just got that one pair that was like the perfect fit. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, the Jordans wasn't working, and then the stiletto. No, it wasn't. The stiletto, the, the heel, the heel fit a little bit more. It was like, yes, guys. <laughs> so, okay, so you're, so you're, you're 13, discovering yourself, and then are you, are you on this journey by yourself? Are you sharing it with family members? Because at the time, your father was in prison, right? Was your mother and father in prison, mm-hmm. or was your father in prison? Okay, so my mom went to jail when I was younger. Um, and she came home and of course she got all of us and I was staying with her and my dad went to jail when I was around like 11 or 12 and my dad, I never had an absentee father. Um, he was always in my life. He was always around and then he went to jail and that was really hard for me. And I had the type of parent where, um, I just didn't really feel comfortable telling her shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you have kids who keep secrets, not necessarily because they don't want to share but they keep secrets because they don't feel comfortable tearing their, pe- tearing their parents certain things. So when it started off is you were mad about me playing with Barbies. I knew you were going to flip your shit when you found out that I was gay. So I just didn't tell her shit. I was by myself living my own life. JB, you are a very attractive woman. And some would say that you are cis passing, which means that someone could look at you and never know that you are trans. And I feel like a lot of times people grapple with pronouns And it broke my heart when I saw your mother misgender you several times. Can you speak to the audience about why it's important to respect people's pronouns when they tell you what they are? Um, It's really kind of just a universal thing. Um, For me, I could never truly understand why it would be so hard to just refer to someone as they are asking to be called. Um, I'm not asking you to come to a fucking Trans Lives Matter rally. I'm not asking you to completely forsake your beliefs. I'm asking you to respect my personhood and who I am. If I identify as female to refer to me as female, it doesn't kill anybody to be respectful. And I think that is like universal. If everybody could just show a little bit of respect, regardless if you understood or agree with what another person does, I think the world will be a lot better off. And that is clearly something that a lot of people struggle with. Well, speaking of the misgendering, uh, your mother saw us on Beagle, and this was her reaction to it on her Instagram. This bitch. I, I think I think that you know what you're do- what you have done is extremely courageous, and I applaud you. And on the times you feel like you don't have support, you hold have on, support. hold on, hold on, hold on, bitch. <laughs> How you applauding or supporting my son? walking around with his ass out on national TV and he's supposed to be the representation of a black man. Huh? Where does the future for Logan lie? And now we see why his daddy got the fuck away from you because your motherfucking mind ain't right. So when you see her reaction to what was just a, a basic conversation, a, I thought a positive a conversation about your personal journey um, and her reaction and misgendering you, do you do you get frustrated and just throw up your hands and say, I'm done with her? Okay, so I, I've been done with her. Um, Angela is, in my opinion, mentally ill. 
Um, I think it's crazy that she throws around um, that mental illness thing a lot, saying that, oh, my God, people who are trans are mentally ill, and look how she acts. Angela is a fucking internet troll. Um, that is essentially what I have equated her to. You're supposed to be a parent. I would refer to her as my parent if she acted like one. I look at Angela like a fucking internet troll. She is... It. <laughs> I'm kind of like at a loss for words every time I see that video. Um, firstly, because she's that was, in my opinion, clout chasing at its finest. Tamar didn't even say anything too out of the way. She never disrespected anyone. For her to get online and say all of that about her child and her uh, struggle with suicidal thoughts and just all type of shit like that, it just shows how much of a piece of shit person you are. And it shows that your growth and development, not only towards trans people, you're ignorant. You're just ignorant all around the board. You're just an ignorant person. You're just a hateful person. And I don't have no room for that in my life. And she has ignorant, uh, bigoted-ass supporters just like her that yes, man, and greenlight everything she does in the comments so she thinks it's cute. But I would say pay her no fucking mind. That's what I do. Now, just growing up, you said um, you didn't have the same interests as other little boys. Who, who was that support system for you when you started to have those other interests? Because clearly it wasn't your mom. Who was there for you when you started to explore these things? Myself. Um, hmm. And I think that is why I'm such a bad bitch these days. Because honestly, as a younger person and having everyone around you not necessarily agree with who you are as a person, it takes a lot of self-love to still reflect and still look in the mirror every day. Mind you, I go to school. I get hate from people at school. They call me gay. I'm a fag. I'm this, I'm that. I go to school. I'm fighting and arguing with people at school all day. I come home. I'm fighting and arguing with people at home all day. It takes a lot to still look in the mirror and be like, I validate myself. I love myself. I'm here for what I'm doing. They don't like me. They don't support me. I love me. I support me. And I feel like with me building that foundation, so starting so early, starting so young, these days is nothing someone in the world could tell me because I love and accept myself. You throwing your hate at me doesn't affect me because I have such an in-depth of like self-love. It just, it just wouldn't matter. You can't invalidate me because you didn't validate me to begin with. I don't need you to stamp my passport. I don't need anybody else's approval because I approve of myself and I love who I am. So anything a bitch could say could roll right off my back. Do you dread looking at your credit card statement every month? I know I did, and we don't blame you. Upstart can lift the weight off your shoulders so you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com unlocked. That's upstart.com unlocked. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash unlock. When you look at Zaret Wade and the support that she has from her mom and dad, from Gabrielle Union, from Dwayne Wade, and you look at the support that a lot of people, Michelle Obama, have wrapped their arms around her, and the conversation that she's starting, and you look at your experience with your mother and the lack of support that you've gotten, do you wish you had that kind of support or do you fall back on the fact that you have been and become a survivor by being able to stand on your own and now nothing can stop you? Definitely the latter. I think it is a beautiful thing that um, so many people rallied behind Zaya Wade. And I guess in a way it does, you know, like it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I wish I had it in a way, but at the same time, I'm glad I didn't because me not having that support made me build support within myself. And once you see it for yourself, and again, I don't want to keep saying the same thing, but once you achieve a certain level of self-love, it's just like you're transcendent to all of the bullshit. I'm so glad my childhood was the way it was because it made me, I'm a tank. I'm like, 
I'm an iron balloon. It's nothing somebody can say to me. You can't hurt my feelings. You can't make me feel worthless about myself. It prepared me for the world because there was nothing that anybody in this world could ever say to hurt my feelings more than what the fuck my own mom said. So if my own mom, the person who's supposed to love you more than anybody else on this planet, was saying, fuck you, I hope you died. That's why I boarded you. What the fuck you think I care about Tommy Lynn and Sue saying it for? <laughs> a lot of That's people... It. in. A lot of people in the community, um, they go through what you go through. You mentioned that the reason why you call your your mother Angela is because she doesn't show up as a parent, so you don't address her Mm -hmm. as such. But when you watch shows like Pose, we know that in the LGBT community, we do have a chosen family. So do you at least Mm -hmm. have a chosen family or an ecosystem on a bad day, even when you're a bad bitch, that you just need somebody to be there for you? 100%. Now, I never wanted to say I just did it alone or I don't have anybody because I definitely do. Um, My friends are really my support system. Um, You know what I'm saying? We're here for each other emotionally. Uh, One of the hardest times I've ever been through in my life. As you guys know, um, my dad was murdered about a month and a half ago. And at that point, I felt like really defeated because I don't know, even though I have this self-love about myself where I don't feel like I need anyone, one of the people who in my life had always kind of tried to understand me and love me and support me was my father. Now, of course, he was raised in a traditional Black household. He didn't agree with probably being trans or uh, me transition, or he probably didn't agree with it. But he didn't let his hate for what I am overtake his love for who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he loved me regardless, even if he didn't necessarily agree with some of the shit I did. One of his, one of the last conversations we ever had was he kind of just expressed to me that he just wanted to see me happy. And that was one of the most beautiful things in the world for you to have that type of selfless love towards someone and be like, you know, I don't care what they do. I don't care if it doesn't please me. It's not about me. I just want to see you happy. That was so beautiful. And so for him to be taken away from me, it was really like a hard time in my life. Um, my friends were there for me where my mother wasn't. I had another, one parent just got put in a grave and the other one was getting her fan base to attack me on Instagram. So that's your father, that. Your father, he, he went by the name of uh, Decatur Slim. His name was Justin Cody. He was only 39 years old where he was shot during All-Star Weekend out there in Atlanta. Um, and sorry to hear that. I mean, and that is just so recent. And your mother, she took to her Instagram, of course, to sound off on your relationship with your dad. And this is what she had to say. Especially your parent that sacrificed for you. Because all of this shit y'all looking at, these videos he making. My daddy, my daddy was the only person I ever had. I ain't got nobody. How your daddy the only person you ever had? The motherfucker just did 10 years. He got locked up when you was 10 years old. He just came home last year. Now he did. How he the only person you ever had. Now, how hurtful was it for you to see that on her Instagram where she talked about your relationship with your dad, given how you just described it? And it sounds very different. That video was kind of the last straw for me. That whole escapade was the point where I really just kind of thought to myself and I was like, I'm done with her. That was the last one. Um, Just how inconsiderate you have to be to go on your platform in front of hundreds of thousands of people and say some shit like that. Like, first of all, my dad did go to jail when I was 11. We were close prior to him going away. And since my dad had came home from jail, he came home early, early last year. Um, And he was here for my 19th birthday. The love my dad showed me being out of jail for a year was more impactful than the last 17 years Hmm. being with Angela. And the fact that she fails to get or understand that is baffling to me. Do you think she fails to get it or do you think she's jealous because of your relationship with your father and because you guys did get so close and because he did accept you and by accepting you, you loved him back? You know I mean? Was it jealousy, you think? I mean, maybe a little bit of both. Jealousy... Um, her wanting sympathy points from people like for you to go two days after my dad just died and get on fucking social media and try to invalidate my relationship with him in front of thousands of people like what the fuck is wrong with you like does that like it's just sick (laughs) it's just sick and I won't just keep like just keep away um she's delusional she's delusional Mm.
Um, now, and that was the last straw with her. Now, I, I could tell that you're strong, and I don't know how I would deal with all this if this was to happen to me. What do you do to process this? How do you protect yourself mentally and emotionally? You know, what are some of the things um, you do to stay sane? I kind of just keep rolling, you know what I'm saying? And I, um, one of the thoughts that always kind of keeps me rolling is every day that you're alive is a chance that it can get better. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Today may be bad, but shit, I'm alive, I'm living, tomorrow may be better. Something beautiful could come in a week. And in my life, I've kind of dealt with a lot of hard stuff and a lot of stress and strife. But a thought that I always keep in my head, the problems that I had two, three years ago in the mountains that were in front of me, I thought I would never get over them. You know, like, oh my God, my family doesn't accept me. I want to be who I am. Like, it was just certain things that used to stress me out. And I used to be like so upset and hurt about. And now, two, three years later, I look back on some of the problems that I used to have and I don't even think about them. Like, okay, for you guys, uh, Blue, Damage, Jason, like, think about an issue or something that you just thought was just so world ending, like, ending two, three years ago. Like, oh my God, I was just so stressed about this. And then now, you look back on it and you'd be like, oh girl, whatever. Like you, you done got past it. So for me, that's kind of what keeps me rolling is that it gets better and wounds heal over time. And yeah. But most people, but most people in all, in all credit to you, most people don't get that at 19 years old. I mean, 19 years old, right. yeah. I, I think I was trying to learn how to roll a blunt. I was trying to learn how to drink as much <laughs> as I could, you know? I, was, I wasn't speaking on issues this serious and being able to be logical in a world where my family was as, you know, going through with as much as you're going through. I mean, I had a mother who had her own issues. Mm -hmm. Does your mother suffer from, is it, is it, is it, is it, is she suffering from mental health issues? Is it drugs? Is it just she crazy? Or is it just, she's highly opinionated? What is it? She's crazy. Um, it isn't diagnosed, but I would testify um, on a stand and say that she's bipolar um, just because of the flip in attitudes and moods one day she texts my phone like okay so boom the, that uh, asset that you just played with the stuff she was saying about my dad a day later she texts my phone I'm so sorry I can't believe I said that I know that I was wrong I would never want to hurt you I apologize I, I, just, I was just upset at the moment shit like that the reason why I asked that is because right after our conversation on Beagle Unlocked with the whole Tamar thing and she did her response on, on Instagram, she went and joined Bego, where you're one of the dominant people on the app, where you have a lot of support mm -hmm. from our community that dominates the app. And then she did a Just... whole conversation there about how much she loves her son, which was disrespectfully misgendering you again. And right. the secret part was people on the the damn app were giving her gifts. I'm like, what is happening here? I couldn't even process the So, okay, so the tea with that was, um, I guess someone was trying to, like, shake it up on the app and, I guess, bring her to the app to spite me. But mm. I personally didn't care because I could have, like, gotten, you know, y'all may not know, but Jason know. Bigo is my app. So if I wanted to get that interview shut down, I could have, I could have got her banned. I could have uh, oh. got my fans to spam reported. Like I could have got it snatched down, but I let her do the audition because I didn't care. There was nothing else that you could say to me at this point that was revolutionary or that would shake the table that we haven't heard. Like you're going to come over here and spew the same ignorant shit you were spewing over there. We heard it before. I didn't care then. Don't care now. The people on this app only care because you're JB's mom, not because you're some random transphobic lady having issues. Like, so I just let her go. Cause okay. I mean, I, oh, sorry. I have, I have a question. So here's the thing, right? You, I'm a huge trans uh, ally, right? I'm always the the person in the room who, if somebody is being transphobic, even if it's uncomfortable, I'm going to make you uncomfortable until you, you fix it. And the one group, and I hate to say this, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, that fights me the most when I'm advocating for the trans community. Uh, I, I, I is, feel it coming. I, hold on, hold on. I need it. I'm going to get out the box. Go, no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. The one community that fights me the hardest. When I, when I was literally in Dubai on vacation on a girl's trip and almost thought I was going to get into an argument. 
is straight black women, right? Cisgender mm-hmm. black women have a very, very hard time conceiving that there's any other kind of black woman who might have something extra that they don't have to deal with. And so how do you grapple? I know for me as a cisgender black woman, I get a lot of flack when I, when I advocate for trans women. As a trans mm-hmm. black woman, how do you deal with the transphobia from other mm-hmm. black women who you would think would know better? It's mind boggling to me. So um, for, for me personally, I love black women, okay? Um, I, black women are my role models, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love them. I've always tried to uplift them. Like, I'm I'm team women, no shade. So um, when I get a lot of hate from black women, surprisingly enough, like, they be the ones a lot of the time Ooh. in the YouTube comments, up under the Twitter comments, saying you'll always be a boy. I, it just kind of baffles me. The same way it kind of baffles me when I see black people are some of the most homophobic people. Like, I was, anything, I was just about you to, should not say... Mm-hmm. I was just I was just about to, see one thing about me and JB's we always be thinking the same thing at the same time. No, we be here talking. I was just about to say as we were talking, like homophobia in the black community is it's 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 rampant. It baffles me. Like the black community is one of the most homophobic, transphobic, anything except them phobic people. And it's like if anyone should understand the stress and strife of being discriminated against for being who you are. It should be y'all. Like, we low on the totem pole, and you upset and mad the people above you on the totem pole are pissing down on you, and you're simultaneously pissing down on other people. Like, I just, I don't get it. It, it really does baffle me. If anyone should get it, you would think it would be them. But they don't. Yeah. And that, it, it's crazy. I don't really have an explanation for it, because if I did, I think I would heal the fucking world, but... It just—it's crazy. <laughs> I want to—I want to take the conversation back to uh, the the visit with Doctor Phil. When you went on the show, you went on to talk about this topic that we're talking about now. Did you feel that Doctor Phil understood the complexity of your relationship and your experience as a trans woman? And do you think he cared? Okay, so that was a fab question. We be here. Okay, so again, on Doctor Phil, first of all. Okay, so let me kind of get y'all the tease behind us that. Um, we would do these breaks. Um, if you haven't watched the episode, if you guys haven't watched it at home, I want everyone to get a chance to go watch the episode. There would be these like breaks every five minutes in between us talking and where we would be talking or arguing or whatever we were doing and he would just cut it and it would like, he didn't care. His uh, emotion to the thing was kind of very like mundane. I could just kind of feel from him that this was just yet another segment on the show and it was just kind of moving on there was no actual effort to healing thing and I mean maybe it was because Angela was so irate and screaming and yelling over everybody maybe that did have something to play into it and honestly truly I just don't think he understood like you just kind of spoke on Again, like I said from the beginning, there was nothing that I honestly did think that a 50, 60-year-old white man could tell me about my relationship with my mom that I've had for 17 uh, years plus. Uh, He doesn't really understand what it is to be Black, queer, trans, any of the above. Um, So as a person, you can try your best to see where someone is coming from, but when you're so far away, you can't really like see where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? You you don't you don't really get it. So that's what that kind of was. I I do agree. I don't think he cared, and I don't think he got it either. But he's rich. Did he, so. did he offer you any <laughs> type of support? Did he offer you all any type of follow up support, family counseling? Did he offer to set anything up? He personally didn't offer to set anything up. I think a PA came once I had left the stage because mind you, there was a shouting match backstage. When Angela, they didn't air this part, but um, Angela ended up towards the end getting up and just walking off the stage and ripping her mic out. I and mean, she was screaming at me and screaming at her and that was a whole thing. And then um, she just walked off and I just went backstage and then one of the PAs came I was like, hey, if you guys want to try this family counseling, like here's a link. I'm like, girl, <laughs> but that was a it. link. 
Why did your mm-hmm. mother go? Why did your mother go to the show? Was she trying to reconcile with her child? Was she trying to understand and get past her personal? Two issues? days before Dr. Phil and the team reached out to her, you were just telling me that I'm a motherless and fatherless child on social media. You were just making a mockery of me and my dad's relationship after he just passed. You were just saying that people would only care about my dad dying if he was a nigga in a wig. Direct quotes from Angela. Um, Like, you were just doing all type of ignorant shit two days before they reached out to you. I don't think she cared at all. I think it was a major clout chase. It was a major clout chase. And it just didn't go in her favor. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I mean, I remember taking Spanish in high school and trying to remember all those words can be challenging. Now, thanks to Babbel, the number one selling language learning app, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I chose Spanish because I love to travel abroad, especially to the Dominican Republic. It was easy to travel freely when I understand everything people are saying. Plus, it's a lot easier to talk to the natives. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. I take my lessons in between flights back and forth to New York. So Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their learning lessons, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code UNLOCKED. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code UNLOCKED for an extra three months free. Babbel language for life. No, no. If your mom is indeed diagnosed as being bipolar, and that is the issue, and she starts getting medication, would you be open to try to mend that relationship? Because it does it does seem like something's wrong. Just hearing it from your perspective, something seems off balance chemically. Would you be open mm-hmm. to trying to mend that relationship? Okay, so um something is definitely off with Angela, but she is not completely fucking crazy. Um as le- as as easy it would be to just, you know, oh my gosh, she's crazy. Yeah, let's go to counseling, let's fix it all. You're not crazy at the same time. Like you were actively aware of some of the things you did. You were actively aware of some of the things you said. I've taken so many apologies before and you just turn around and you up the ante every time. Like I thought the that, that's why I should have aborted you thing. Like, I thought that was bad. Then after my dad passed and that whole thing and my dad literally just died two days ago and all of your transphobic ass, low-key racist ass following is in my DM telling me to go kill myself after my dad just died. Like, oh. it was just, I, I don't have no space capacity or room for Angela in my life at this moment. I can't tell you if that would change over time, but at the place that I am currently, there's not a hole there to be filled. I'm good. And I'm glad and I'm you said that. And I'm and I'm glad you said that. You know, it's important for you. And I I feel I share the same exact feelings. I've been very open about my issues with my dad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my dad, in my opinion, betrayed my dead brother. And when somebody you mm-hmm. love or somebody who should be loving you betrays somebody else that you love in their death, it's really hard to. It's just certain shit you can't come like yeah. Yeah, because it, it feels like if it'll feel like you're betraying your dad, it'll feel like you're betraying him. You know, I mean, I don't know. But I will say this. Don't feel guilted into compromising your position on your relationship with your mother, because at the end of the day, that's your relationship mm-hmm. with her. And you get to decide who you let in your life. And blood ties don't automatically give people a pass to pain and to hurt people. So I, I, I say whatever you feel you got to do for your best interest and for your sanity, do that. Right. And yeah, I mean, I, I'll get emotional just talking about it, but you kind of just hit the nail right on the head for me. It's just, it's just certain shit you don't do 
morally, like, as just another decent human being, it's just certain stuff you don't do. And that was one of the ones where it was like, okay. Yeah, so. That's you're that. really oh. good at, um, I was noticing that you're really good at safeguarding and protecting your peace. And you're a very, what they call, high functioning. Like, in every story you've told us today, something traumatic happens and you figure out a way to pivot and continue to function, right? But the yeah. thing about high-functioning people is even if they're high-functioning, it doesn't mean they're healed. And it doesn't mean the trauma no. didn't have some sort of impact. So I guess I'm wondering, would you ever be open to going to therapy for yourself, for the stuff that you're still dealing with, despite the fact that you are high-functioning? Because just because you can get through your day doesn't mean you're still not bleeding on the inside like anybody else would. I mean, I do have sad days. Like, um, this past Mother's Day was one of the um, saddest days of my life, really. Um, my dad, as I said, was passed away. I couldn't spend Mother's Day with my mom. Um, that was the one I was supposed to do. Well, you guys know the situation with that. Um, it was just really sad for me. And looking on social media, everybody else was with their parents. And just that internal, like, well, damn, must be nice. Um, but, you know, I am my own therapist. <laughs> Believe it or not, not saying that I have all the answers for myself, but my connection to how I feel and who I am as a person is really strong. Um, and I don't think some people know how strong it is. Like I really internally work through a lot of stuff myself. My, my internal conflict <laughs> resolver is great. She works, she does her job and I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So when you mentioned your you you and your mother did have a relationship because when she got into that fight with DL Hughley, you had her back and you you stood up for her. What's changed now? Is it the fact that she continues to misgender you, continues to disrespect you publicly, and be and disrespected your father and his death? Is that what was kind of sealed the deal for you? Because like I said, there was a time where you just about just about um, as Jason just said, I'm actually glad he brought that up. If you think that I'm just some disrespectful kid who just doesn't have any love for the person that birthed them in the heart, you're fucking wrong. Um, anybody would know. I go. I went to bat for Angela several times, um, simply because that's my mom, and I still do love her even through all the crazy shit. I love her to death, to pieces. When I get into it with Angela, and I be seeing people in her comments throwing her hate. It'd be crazy because they'd be like reading her for me, but internally I'd be having a thought like, bitch, I will beat your ass for trying her. Like, it's so crazy because that is still my parent and I still have that love for her. But I just, I have too much respect for myself and I have come too far as a person to continue to allow you to disrespect me. I'm not going to do it. I've come too far as a person. Nobody else in my life gets away with it. Not a friend, not a cousin, not a brother, not a sister, the only not, person. Not, 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 a, not, a, not, a be, not a bean thought on Bigo. Not a cokehead on Bigo. Nobody. Nobody could ever like get away with disrespect me. So for Angela to be the only person in my life who continuously did it, and you're the one person who should be the furthest thing from like, no, I can't accept that, and I won't. And until she reaches her point of where she's ready to, you know, prioritize her relationship with me and how she treats me, it's just going to be what it's going to be. Well, I believe you teach people how to treat you. So, and I think now you're teaching 100%. everybody else, based on what you just said, that you just have a certain level of self-respect and self-love that you expect people to match. Uh, let me ask you, your mother, she became widely known for her conservative views and her being pardoned by the former former president, Donald Trump. When he pardoned her and she got out, do you think that gave her some sense of entitlement or some sense of clout that she believed she was the chosen one um, to just run rampant with whatever thought she had uh, for the Republican Party? I mean... I don't even think it was necessarily that. Okay, so my mom getting parted in a way was a good thing because all this not as crazy as she is on the internet. She does a lot of good work. Like the work that she does with sexual abuse victims, the um, don't ask, don't tell like stuff, the stop the silence stuff. Like she has done a lot of work. Damn near every year since I was born, my mom did a toy drive. You know what I'm saying? Like 
she's not an all bad person. So the pardon, in a way, I thought, okay, that was a good thing. She, you know, had her felonies back in the day and she's came home and she actually has tried to do a lot of reform in the community. But with Trump pardoning her came a large, ignorant ass, Trumpy fan base. Mm. And they started to, in my opinion, gaslight her. And what I mean by that is every time she would post some ignorant ass shit and there was hundreds of thousands of people in the comments going up for this, it just got worse. It just got worse over time. Like, I think back to three, four years ago, my relationship with her, she was not this ignorant. Like, it's gotten worse. And the reason why I think it's gotten worse, you have all these yes men in the comments and in your ears telling you, yeah, that's the one. Yep, that's, that's the one. And you continuously do it. And you continuously do it. And now we have this monster that I feel ignorant ass people in gaslighting created. And that's what she but, is now. But, but with all the positive things she's doing, the toy drives and helping all these other people, mm-hmm. why isn't she able to return that love to the person that she created? I guess that's the thing that baffles me. You're tw- you're 19 years old. You're making at least 24. Th- I've done the math. You're making at least $24,000 a month, at least just on Beagle. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're very intelligent. You're very articulate. You look put together very well. Um, you you have a, an intelligent view on world topics and topics that are very complicated for our own community. Why is it that she's not more proud of you for the to, for the person that you become? Is it the gaslighting by the conservative party that wants her to be homophobic? Is she just homophobic, ignorant? I mean, I'm I'm confused. Okay, so again, getting back into this, y'all want to hear something crazy, Angela? actually has a lot of gay and trans friends. Believe it or not. Angela has a lot of gay and trans friends. She has a lot of gay and trans friends. She just did an interview the other day with Shauna Brooks. Um, Do you guys know who Shauna is? Yes. Trans girl. Okay. Yeah. So trans girl, she respects her pronouns. (laughs) She respects... Oh, get out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. She respects wait, her wait, pronouns. Wait, wait, she used wait, to do. Stop, stop. She she re, she re, she responds to Shauna as a she. Yes, and I can actually. I'm gonna send you this asset. I gotta send you all this shit. Um, she also used to be really uh, close friends with T.S. Madison. They used to kind of work together in a way. Like she came and did Queens Court with them one day. Like her and Maddie were cool, and they fell out eventually. Of course, of my mom continuously doing the ignorant shit and then her and Maddie that was just bound to fall apart because just conflicting interests she has friends of the gay community like Angela has gay and trans friends she literally in her interview said I can respect you because you're an adult and you're my friend and I respect you but I'm not gonna call Javian a woman because I gave birth to her Mm mm-mm so it's not that crazy. was so it's, that was the response. So you're to gonna respect every trans person but me. I just but do, but does she really respect every trans person? I think, and this is something I've been learning about on this show. Does she really respect every trans person? Because when it started right. hitting home, when it was in her own house, it wasn't the same energy. It was maybe tons so. of disrespect. Maybe so. And then um, again, in a way, okay, so. Let's get into this. Um, deep dive. The trans people that she has came in contact with, I think the problem could be that she just doesn't have very good representation. Like, no shade, no tea, no shade to Shani or um, Maddie or any of those girls. All of them were in sex work. Some of them have done porn and, you know were escorting and stuff before and of course all of them are delivered from that and they're all now icons and beautiful trans representation but maybe it's because she established a friend relationship with some of these people and she saw the things they did that she now turns around and when I came out as trans she I guess maybe would assume that I would get into the same things that she saw other people doing 
And it's just like, I'm my own person. You know what I'm saying? I've never done anything along the lines of that. I make all my money legally. Like, I don't do anything crazy. Like, I just... I, I don't understand. See, what you're describing, though, is called tokenism, though, right? Because if we right. watch, like, let's say Real Housewives of Atlanta, you'll see all the housewives with a token, like, you know, Derek J, like, gay bestie, mm. almost like a fashion accessory. They're not really humanizing them. They're, they're like accessories. But if their own mm-hmm. son said they were gay, suddenly it'd be a problem. So what you're saying mm-hmm. is your mother has gay and trans friends as tokens, and it got really real when her own child was trans. That's not Maybe real. That respect. is the case. Yeah, that's not real. That's how I feel. She has five kids. She has five kids. You have two brothers, two sisters. She, you know. Yes. I I think going back to the conversation you were saying earlier about you know black cis women and their issues with the trans or gay community. I mean, I don't know a lot of you know women, black women back in the day who said I. Well, I, I have no problem if my kid grows up and be gay. I mean, people have asked me, if you have a kid and your kid mm-hmm. is gay, I said, my kid going to be the baddest bitch, whether he's a nigga or not. Uh, because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I want my kid to be whatever. I, I want my kid to be To gay. be happy. I, I, to be I, happy. I love being, be happy and be gay. I love, I am happy being gay. I don't care who's uncomfortable with me being gay. I never have. But so I, I just feel like this could be one of those things where uh, just a black mom, you know, has that ignorance of being gay somehow to equate being messy or being a sex worker or mm-hmm. being something else. I don't know. Cause it doesn't seem like it's coming from a place of love because when she speaks about you, it's almost like the way I'd be speaking about a nigga who stole from me or something, you know, you would mm-hmm. think mm. that's why, again, I also don't feel the need to, you know, Oh my God, well, that's your mom. I don't give a damn. Um, Truth be told, my own family has said some of the most hurtful, ignorant shit to me above what any other person would be able to do. I also believe that, you know, family don't really mean shit because you were kind of just stuck in with those people. You didn't choose to love each other. You just were kind of put together and now you're stuck with each other. And whereas with your friends, out of all the billions of people on this planet, I chose to love you. I chose to have a connection with you. That's a beautiful thing. So yeah. Well, Angela, it's just like, mm-mm. Would you ever want to be a parent a yourself? To me. Would you ever no. like want to be a mom or anything? Or has that completely no. sailed for you because of what you've been through? The world is just horrible. <laughs> it is really horrible. Um, 12-year-olds go to fucking sixth grade and get shot up now it's just like the world is horrible i i mm-mm. i'm good i'll get a dog well, i was well now they're younger than that i was just in new york this past dog. week and a four-year-old was shot in times square broad daylight so it's not even like mm-hmm. it is a crazy place that we live in let me ask you so jb's now you are a makeup artist and a social influencer considered that and you're doing many other things let's talk about you the mm-hmm. person um, what what is it that made you gravitate to, to social and digital media? Because as you know, that's what I do here at Hollywood Unlocked, and that's what I do in the world. Mm-hmm. It's it, 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 you you have to have purpose or feel like you have purpose to really build social influence. What was it that drove you to do that? Okay, so I always kind of found videos and editing funny. Um, I was the kid way back in the day on like the old school. Uh, Mac computers and the old school iPads. Like I used to be an iMovie, like making little videos, putting filters on, like all type of little fun shit like that. So I always like would watch YouTube and stuff like that. And I used to want to be a YouTuber. And then I slowly just started to get into social media. I started off on Instagram. Um, I used to do talent shows on there where I was like posting a live and I would add different people and they would come up there and do talent shows and have fun. Then when COVID-19 hit, when the pandemic hit, I got on this app called big up and the rest is history i ended up doing this panel called bad boys club where it was like a bunch of black queer people and we would all get on there and we would key from sun up to sundown a lot of the panels ended up going viral i ended up just building my following and i stuck on big o through all of that i'm still on big o to this day and i just kind of blew up the reason why i feel like i love social media so much because it was so much instant gratification for simply being myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was so much love out there from people who didn't want anything from me. Like they didn't, they didn't 
want to be friends with me for a ride. They didn't want to be friends with me. Oh, because I have something that they want. They all literally loved me for me. Like just my personality. All I did was go live and talk shit and key and have fun. And they fell in love with me for that simple reason. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing. I love social media. But how amazing is it that we're having like this duality in the conversation where the your mother, the person who birthed you, can't accept you for who you are, but then millions of people on an app who don't know you in real life can't. Love me just for who I am. I just think it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. And I feel like I'm a rose that grew from the concrete. Okay, so Aww, I'm on I, 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 I'm on Bego doing my thing. Blue is doing her thing. She's getting there. Damage pops in and out to DJ here and there. What do we <laughs> what 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 the hell do we need to do to dominate on Bego? Because I'm doing pretty good. My right. family just hit Challenger. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting two million. I ain't at three million yet. But what do mm-hmm. I need to do to to like really establish myself on there and become one of the dominant people like you? Okay, so what I would say is be unapologetically yourself. Um, Shake it up. Have fun. Don't be afraid to have a controversial opinion. Nobody wants to watch anybody who sound like every other bitch. Don't try to be like every other bitch. Be you. Because if I wanted them, I would go watch them. Why would you want to be the second, third, or fourth best version of somebody else when you can be the first and only version of you? I would rather be original than a copy over any bitch any other day. So I would just say... Be original, give your content. Literally, there are so many people in the world, whether you think you are boring, whether you think you're a snooze fest, whether you think, oh, I don't have the same interests as them. I promise you, there are 7 billion people on this planet. Somebody is going to like your personality for simply what you give. Just go on there and be yourself. And that goes for all social media, honestly. And be consistent. but I was going to say, isn't that the mantra that we should have in life, period? Like, if we just took that right there and said, I'm going to be apologetically who I am, whether I'm skinny, thick, dark, light, uh, white, Asian, uh, uh, you know, funny, not funny, whatever. Don't, doesn't, I mean, basically, the whole message is just embrace who you are and be the best version of who you are, period. 100%. And again, don't be scared to be controversial. If you think you're going to say something and the girls are going to be mad at it, good. Let them be fucking mad. Let them talk. And just do you. That's what I do. Well, I, I've been doing that. And I will tell you, you know, the first time <laughs> I got attacked on Beagle, I go, damn, I really don't want to have this experience. But then I got all these gifts. And I, when I tell you I have so many Versace robes at this point, I'm I'm just, I don't give a fuck. I didn't flew somebody <laughs> out. You know, I'm turning Beagle it up. is fab, honey. It is fab. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody should be on here. You're fab too. And I appreciate you coming on here and and opening up about, you know, your life and your story and your mother. Um, I guess what I would like to close with is if you did have a message for Angela, what would it be? Um, I love you. Get well soon. Uh, That's it. That was sweet. Well, thank you, JBs. I'll see you in these big old streets. Thank you. Okay. So is that it? Is it, is it clicked? That's it. Okay, good. That one was finally fucking finished. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show... That's all I do when it's over. Peace.